We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Prize Bank. Up next, the latest on the Missouri Tigers from KCSN, which features multiple shows each week with Border War with former Missouri forward Jarrett Sutton and former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins. And Mizzou, that's who, with insider Gabe Diarma, Maggie Johnson, and Tucker Franklin. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure to follow us on your new home for Missouri Tigers podcast, KCSN. And now, the latest on Mizzou Athletics. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Mizzou That's Who. I'm Tucker Franklin, joined as always by Gabe Diarman and Maggie Johnson. Busy week of Mizzou Athletics. Busy week. Uh, of, we only have one basketball game to talk about, but there was plenty of things that happened elsewhere in the Mizzou sphere. Gabe, before we get into it, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I feel like we were just here. I feel like we hit this not very long ago. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's what happens, especially when you have uh, the, the no. Now the SEC has gone to these Tuesday-Saturday sets. Um, they're going to go back to the Wednesday-Saturday uh, next week. Um, but this is how the Big 12 feels, I guess. Um, Maggie, how are you doing? I'm good. I feel also like we were just here, but I'm sure our listeners are very happy to hear us again. That's great. They might not be. Especially when this is the one where we tell them exactly what's happened with Isaiah Mosley. Yeah, stay tuned. We're going to give you exactly what's going on. Uh, you got to stay tuned. Listen to the whole podcast. You got to stick around to the very end of the podcast to figure that one out. Um, I want. I do want to start this show by giving some uh, well-deserved shout-outs to some other sports that uh, don't usually get highlighted very much, you know. Um, first, I think this is the most recent one as we were recording this podcast on, on Monday, Mizzou Baseball. A huge win over TCU. I saw uh, a lot of fans were running their mouths of other uh, other respected baseball teams. And once Mizzou was announced to be in this college baseball uh, showdown of like, okay, who's going to take turns beating up on Missouri? Listen, Mizzou ended up going 2-1, and one, beating TCU and Texas, number 16 TCU, by the way. Uh, they ended up beating them. And uh, good showing for the for the baseball Tigers. Sam Horn made his debut, so uh, so good stuff all around. As soon as I saw on Twitter that Sam Horn was in the game and had thrown a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, I texted a few of my friends, and I said, I don't think fans will freak out about this at all. <laughs> I mean, like, he literally is already being drafted by the major leagues, has futures not in football. Jake Garcia is the starter. 
Yep. Moving on. I mean, he looked good though. Three innings, three scoreless innings. Oh my goodness! Not a lot of dude. Not a lot of dudes can throw ninety eight. Nope. You can't throw ninety eight, dude. Uh, no, I used to do the little the bullpen at Worlds of Fun and try to win a, oh, a free hat. If it hit ninety eight, there was a there was a type. I glitched. Well, all my uh, my Twitter group chat's been talking about is the quarterback situation today, and I've just been staying out of it because I don't want any part of it. I just it's just like a never ending conversation that's going on. So good for Sam Horn. He he might be the quarterback in the fall. He might not. I don't know. He will. I I would be willing to bet a good amount of money he will be at football practice next Tuesday. Uh, if he's not, then we have a story. We will know shortly because Mizzou spring game is like next weekend. Um, <laughs> for when Seriously, though? Uh, no, March the 8th, I think is what it is. 18. Uh, 18. That's right. I knew there was an 8 in there somewhere. Um, but also, another huge win for a Missouri program. Missouri Gymnastics, not only did they knock off number 5 Auburn in front of a absolutely packed out house, uh, they're rolling, uh, setting a record, uh, actually, in gymnastics uh, attendance I believe I saw Dennis Gates was there. Eli Drinkwitz tweeted out that he was there. Uh, everyone is uh, is is buzzing about this Missouri gymnastics team. Jocelyn Moore hit a perfect ten on the vault. Uh, so big, big ups to uh, Missouri gymnastics for getting that upset. That might be Missouri's best chance at a national title. That program. I yeah. mean, they were fifth last year, um, which also was like third in the SEC. The SEC <laughs> is stupid in gymnastics, but. I mean, they're like they're really good, and and uh, seems like they're starting to get some people. I mean, I think as many people were there probably to see the Olympic gold medalist last night as as anything. But six thousand people for gymnastics—that's that's a pretty big deal. And the perfect ten was awesome. Um, I don't know if you saw the Sports Center tweeted it out, but I mean, you've got Jocelyn Moore doing tens. You got Sienna Schreiber who's killing it, basically in the all in the all around. Uh, Hannah McCreary. I mean, they have so many good athletes. It's it's insane and it's really really fun to watch. I had a great time watching it, especially when they're going against people like Sunisa Lee, um, who is obviously the reigning all around champion, uh, Olympic all around champion, and to get to see her at Hearn Center is, it's just really really cool. And everybody in Columbia thought so too. Mizzou does have a, a few meets left. They've got Arkansas and Alabama coming up on the uh, the schedule, and then they'll have a uh, little. I don't know what they what they call it, but um, I know they call them tries in wrestling. I don't know if it's the same, but there's four teams here. Um, that that would likely be a quad in that case. There we go. Anyway, yep, yes. got it. Uh, the so, math would at least check. I forgot. The alpha, I forgot the, the word floor. I forgot. Try what? Try plus one. Yeah, uh, they have Seaman with Carolina and Ball State on March the 10th, but then SEC championships on the 18th of March, same day as the uh, spring game. Um, in fact. And uh, April 1st and 2nd, that is the regionals. So, uh, yeah, mark your calendars. Lots of big events coming up there. Uh, Mizzou softball also got, scored a huge upset. This was a couple of weeks ago against uh, number 8 Northwestern. Maybe it feels like a couple of weeks ago might not have been, but they did win the FIU Invitational, um, that uh, tournament as well. So they're off to a hot start as well. Listen, the spring sports pulling through here early on. Also, out to you. Yeah, yeah, that's my next thing. Like, yeah, just upset. Yeah, yeah Iowa State. Uh, our uh, uh, O'Toole, Keegan O'Toole, uh, he lost uh, to one of the best guys in the entire country. But 
I think that they'll see each other again in a later meet. I would also have a feeling. In softball, Alex Honnold was the SEC player of the week. She hit 643, scored nine runs, 10 RBIs, had uh, also six walks and four stolen bases in six games. So um, she she had had a solid week. You could say that. Um, Maggie, you mentioned Mizzou Wrestling. They beat number three Iowa State at the time. That was on their senior night. Uh, They beat them there. They finished. They're done with the regular season right now. They went eight and three, seven one in the uh, the Big Twelve. They do have the Big Twelve tournament coming up on March fourth and fifth. Um, so that's going to be interesting. I believe the last time Mizzou was in the Big Twelve for wrestling, they won the the Big Twelve. Well, they won it last year. They won it last year. Last year was their last year was the first year. Okay, that's and then ten years ago though, they were right. their last one as well. That's what I, okay. That's right. That's what I was thinking. Um, so. Mizzou's got a streak to uphold, and they've won. They won the MAC every year they were headed, I believe. Um, so like they haven't not won a conference championship in wrestling in a long time. Um, so lots of lots of big things uh, for for Mizzou athletics. But uh, I just saw this. That was all all good news, and we're done. We don't have to talk about anything else. Right, that is, that's that's the podcast. Thank you. Do the Costanza, leave them on a high note. That's all we got. We're out. Uh, shout out to Charlie Hustle. No, um, I <laughs> did see uh, the. This, is, this just came across the website here, Gabe. I don't know if you saw this. Tigers duo set to participate in USA Women's Volleyball National Team tryouts. So I did not see that. Um, yeah, I got it. Breaking news to Gabe Yarman here, live on the podcast. Um, yeah, so uh, we did start off on a very high note with all the good things that's happening in Mizzou Athletics. Now we have to talk about something that's not going good in Mizzou Athletics, and that is the men's basketball program where uh, they, dropped kind of, they dropped a big one to Texas A&M uh, where... It was a weird game. It was just a weird game. Uh, I, I don't I don't know where we want to start in this game. Uh, I guess just where where do you want to start? Um, well, I think we could start in the first half when Missouri was two for ten on layups and dunks. Yeah. At at one point, Missouri was shooting twenty percent. A and M had eleven turnovers, and like they should have just called the game. Because both teams, both teams should have been looking at it, going, "How are we not up 15 points in this game?" But also, how are we not down 15 points in this game? Uh, and then A and M like finally put together about four competent minutes of basketball at the end of the first half, and they were up, I don't know, 11 or 13 or something at half. But look, Missouri and A and M have now played 80 minutes, and Missouri has led for about two of them. Um, it's okay to just say A&M's a better team and A&M is a bad matchup for Missouri. Uh, sometimes you you run into those where I, they play in a very specific way um, that involves rebounding and free throws, um, and that hurt Missouri. Yeah, we were out-rebounded again, 41-23, so. I mean, I, it's just going to happen every single game. Well, I went through and looked. They played 14 SEC games. They've been out-rebounded in 13 of them. They've been out-rebounded by at least eight in 11. They have not out-rebounded the opponents once. And I understand losing the rebounding battle because they're small. Like, you get it. They're going to lose the rebounding battle. But, guys, I'm just blown away by the number of times they're actually kind of there and the ball comes off and they just don't grab it. Like, they, they have a really hard time just grabbing the basketball and... 
this could be my imagination, but it seems to me that this team loses a whole lot of like 50-50 balls. And I don't know why that, I don't know if it's just bad luck or what, but A&M seemed to get, once the ball bounced off Missouri's hands for a rebound, A&M seemed to get every one of them on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. I I see a lot of standing around watching uh, when shots go up. Nobody's really putting a body on anyone. I mean, if you watch it closely, I mean, it's basketball 101. You know, find a guy. It doesn't even matter if it's your guy. You find a guy, you <laughs> you box him out. Hopefully in the other uniform. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, who knows? <laughs> that might not, <laughs> that might not be happening. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's just not going to happen. We're, it, we're too far gone. It's something that you can't really even teach this late. You just have to find other ways to win. And shooting the way that they shot is not going to put us in the win column. It it also seemed a little bit weird to me. I, I hadn't noticed this before. I'm sure they've been doing it all year. But when Missouri is shooting free throws, Mo Diara was in the backcourt. While like Nick Honor and Dre Golston were in the lane for the rebound. And for a team that... I, I mean, that almost just seems to me like, a, hey, we ain't going to get this anyway, so we'll put the big guy back in the backcourt to play defense, which maybe that makes some sense. I, it just kind of struck me as yeah. for a team that has so much trouble rebounding, for Kobe and DR not to be on the line, uh, <laughs> you know, to go after a free throw seemed really weird. It's very odd. Again, that gives, talks about my strategy last week of maybe, maybe Dennis is saying, big brain, don't rebound. Maybe that's what we're saying. Just, just don't rebound. But no, Gabe, you mentioned it off the top. Uh, Missouri forced Texas A&M to 12 turnovers in 12 minutes. That's a turnover a minute for those keeping track at home. That is that is an incredible clip. Uh, if you're Texas A&M, that has to be incredibly frustrating. But then on the other end of that, I think Missouri was three for the first 18. Um, and that's also incredibly frustrating uh, from the Missouri side of the ball. It seems like we talk about this a lot, too. Um, especially Alabama game, they're really good at going on runs at the end of the second, the first half and starting the second half. Uh, Texas A&M went on a run at the end of the first half, fifteen to four is what I believe it was. Yeah, fifteen to four before the half, and that kind of put Missouri behind the eight ball even further if their shooting was weren't already. And then they came out in the second half and shot, I believe it was fifty two percent in the second half. But like even that couldn't help a fifteen to four run just before the half. They never really made it interesting in the second half you know they they had a couple times where they got back to eight and you kind of thought maybe this is it but then once there was a shot clock violation Golston and Kobe just didn't know how much time there was left then I think the next time down like Golston got a steal and tried a half-court outlet pass to Diara and that got stolen and then it was I, I mean they just it never got to the point where you really felt like, oh, they actually have a chance to win this game. Yeah, I agree. It didn't feel competitive, honestly, from the get-go, even though it was because neither team were making any shots. It just never felt like we had any command on that game. Yeah. 18-point lead at one point before Missouri really started to uh, inch any closer. Um, you, you guys are right. It didn't really feel like... Mizzou was ever, and that, that's 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 tough because it was a game Mizzou kind of needed to win, especially at home against Texas A&M. It was a it was a big one, and it's a, one of those that now they have now Mississippi State becomes a much bigger of a game than what it could have been. 
Um, well, it was it was more competitive than the last time they played. So that was, I mean, it, that is fair. Um, but here's the other thing: a and like we talked a little bit about this last week, and we fall into this way too much. And and I did it with this AN team. We fall into, well, Missouri should beat AN because it's basketball. Missouri's bet. This is a good AN team. Yeah. Uh, they're twelve and two in this league. They're going to have a shot, maybe, to play Bama in the last game of the regular season to win the SEC. And I know they lost to Wofford and they got blown out by Colorado, but Buzz Williams coaches his ass off, and that that's a good team. Um, and the, the irony is, by losing that game, Texas A&M actually moved up to number 29 in the net, which means that Missouri still does not have a loss outside of the quad. Like, they're 4-8 and eight in quad one games and 15-0 and oh against everybody else. So, you know, had Missouri won that game, they'd be like 33, and it would be not a quad one win, but it is a quad one loss, at least for now. I I don't think it was one they had to win. It would have been one that was very nice to win because that would have been, you know, you would have said, okay, we're done talking. Like, they are in the turn, right? Uh, they, yeah. We're done. We don't have to worry about this. Almost nothing can happen. So... It was just a chance to drive that final nail in the coffin, and they missed that chance, but I, they have another chance. Like, I, I don't think it kills you to have lost that game, but it would have been really nice to win that game. The shame of it now is you've got four games where I think they have a lot more downside than upside. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. 100%. And I was just peeking over at the bracketology there. Uh, their next game is coming against Joe Lenardi's first team out in Mississippi State. So uh, Mississippi State uh, has Missouri's number, <laughs> to say the least, uh, and, and when it comes to basketball. So that that's going to be an interesting one. Luckily, that game is uh, at home. So uh, that's a plus uh, if you're if you're looking at that silver lining. So, um, yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting stretch here uh, for the Tigers. Well, Mississippi State is like Texas A&M light. Yeah. They do what Texas A&M does. They just don't do it as well. You know, um, I mean, this is a game where, again, Missouri can make the turn. They can lose this game and make the turn. Uh, but I think in their, I think to go to the SEC tournament not worrying about anything and knowing they're in, they need three wins in the last four. And it would be a lot easier if you win this one so you're not putting yourself in a position of going to Georgia, going, putting all the pressure in the world on yourself, kind of knowing you have to win. Yeah. And Tolo Smith's no joke either. I think he scored 24-25 against us in the first game. Uh, he's averaging somewhere around 15 to 16 points a game. So, I mean, he's no joke. He's a good player. So it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a tough, a tough, tough matchup for us. Well, and I like, we're not making shots. I think Missouri's problem right now is kind of that what you do at that other forward spot. Cause you know, Kobe is, is the guy and, and he, he played really well against AM. But Diara is still pretty limited in what he can give you. And they just haven't gotten much of anything out of Noah Carter in about five weeks, to be quite honest with you. And so it's weird to say, but man, this team could use Ronnie DeGray being healthy. Like, because they've got guys that can score, but DeGray has a little athleticism. He can rebound. He plays defense. And I feel like they're, I feel like he'd be playing a decent number of minutes right now if he was healthy. Let's talk about some personnel things. I guess this is the part Let's of the podcast uh, where we get to talk about who's on the court and who's not on the court. Uh, what I have written down on my sheet here is where in the world is Isaiah mostly? Um, I looked at the the stats that, you know, when you click on his profile on the MUTigers.com, you can go to it because I was like, when when did he play last? MU Tigers has... At Mississippi State. February 4th versus Mississippi State. And um, that was a lot longer than I thought it was, to be honest. But also, it felt like it was also a lot shorter than it was at the same time. Um, Gabe, give us the secret. What's what's going on with uh, with Isaiah Mosley? Can you do the voice effect where, like, it seems like I'm talking, but I just cut out for a few seconds, and so it's like I said something, but I didn't? No. Um, so, look, the answer to that is we don't know. We're not going to know. He's not He's not going to tell us, guys. We can ask any number of ways, any, like, somebody on our board said, it is time for you to demand answers. And I said, should I do that by pounding the table or by calling a name <laughs> or yelling? Like, it, it's not going to change what he says. Um so you guys tell me if this accurately describes sometime early in the second half on Saturday night, I texted some of my friends. I said, tonight's the night where people are going to go from 
curious and irritated about the Mosley situation to pissed off about the Mosley situation. I've That happened in my Twitter mentions and on the message board. I don't know if that accurately reflects what you guys think, what Missouri fans at large think, but that's what it felt like to me. I think it's fair. Honestly, I think it's fair. We know that Mosley was also paid in AL to come here, like, to play. I don't know what those deals were or anything like that, but he's at Mizzou for a reason. Um, I'm sure part of it is to be close to home, of course, but he could have been close to home in other places, and he chose to come to Mizzou. So I understand the frustration. I don't know if it's worth, like, letting everybody's lives be ruined, like, feel like their lives are ruined because of it. But I would I would like to say if you feel like your life is ruined by this, like you got to get some other things go. But no offense, but you got to get some other things go. Go outside. You know, go some, for a walk. You know, you know, there's some people on your board whose lives are ruined every day by Mizzou's board. I hope not. I really do. So, like, I I mean. I, I do get why people are irritated. And yeah. look, I said, like, I don't think it's been handled. well. I think it's a disservice to the kid. But if this is the way the kid wants it handled, then so be it. Because I, I don't know what the reason is. Um, I, I, The frustrating part is that when he came back and started playing, whenever that was, I, the second Arkansas game, maybe January 18th, I think, when when he came back and he played three or four games in a row and it kind of felt like, oh, okay, this is done. Like, we're over this. Everything's okay now. And then when it started again, like, I'm less concerned about why he hasn't played or that he hasn't played. Then I think this is now at the point where if he doesn't play tomorrow night against Mississippi State, I think you have to be done for the season. And and here's what, because five years ago, I like to refer the, to this as my least favorite time to cover Mizzou athletics ever, when we had people tweeting pictures of the cushion that Michael Porter Jr. sat on during games, and we were like, is he in the building? Is he at Raising Canes? Well, we didn't have a Raising Canes. Where it was like, hey, there's an NCAA tournament season going on, and nobody, we can't talk about it at all. And this isn't to that level, but my point is, Mike came back for the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. And there is no disputing Missouri was a worse team with him on the floor than it was with him off the floor. And it wasn't really his fault. It was just, you're look, when he says he can play, you have to play him. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it in postseason basketball, and these kids haven't played with him at all, and he took like 17 shots against Georgia, and the whole thing just looked out of whack. Like, yeah. it didn't work with him in the lineup. And if he had come back two weeks earlier, maybe you work those kinks out and it does work by the postseason. My point is, you cannot go to the SEC tournament in Nashville and all of a sudden Isaiah Mosley is a part of this. Uh, because I, I think he, I just think it'll make you worse. So if it doesn't happen tomorrow night or at the latest this weekend at Georgia, I think you just have to kind of resign yourself to the fact that, yeah, there was a lot of excitement, but He's not a part of this going forward. Yeah. Gabe, I'm curious uh, to get your thoughts on this too. I've seen some of some mixed st- things on Twitter, some mixed people who no. want to put the blame on either if it's Dennis or if it's 
Isaiah. Like that some people have been saying, oh, Dennis doesn't want to play him, but Dennis has said Isaiah wants to play. I am making a decision for the betterment or for I don't know exactly the words, but basically I'm making the decision as the coach. He said Isaiah wants to play. He said it's not disciplinary. So hmm. I mean I mean if you want to be I think mad is the wrong word, but I do get why people are are irritated by it. But that, whatever emotion it is, direct it toward the coach. I mean, he's telling you, this is my decision. You know, so I haven't seen anybody really berating the kid. Uh, I've seen some people yelling at me and date matter. It's not our fault. We've not decided not to play. Whatever game. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but but if you have anger at this situation, I, I think it's... I don't know, be mad at Gates. And I think Gates would say, yeah, that's cool. Be mad at me, whatever. Isaiah has eligibility left, right? Oh, yeah, he could come back next year. Just it's... next year? Yeah. Is it just one? Okay. Yeah, just one. one. Even with it's... the COVID year? Is next year would be the next COVID year? Next year would be his COVID year. He has already played three. This is four. It... Four, okay. That seems unlikely, but... Yeah. I don't know. How do... How do red shirts work in basketball? Is there like a game? You play see the court, it's gone. You play a minute, you do not redshirt. Wild. Um, that's interesting. Okay. Um, I'm just so used to the football redshirt of like, oh yeah, you can play four games now and you're fine. Uh, you can even play the bowl game now and you're fine. Yeah, you can. You can really. Play also, apples. the redshirting is so unusual in basketball. It is. It is because. If you're going to spend five years at a high major program, <laughs> like rosters are also really, should small. you have a scholarship there? Right. right. I, I think it's interesting too, because I think a lot of people can look at the surface level of it and say, okay, when Isaiah Mosley was playing, uh, Missouri was arguably playing their best ball. Um, so now Isaiah Mosley's not playing. I think a one could inference that because Isaiah Mosley's not playing, Missouri is struggling right now. I don't know if that's necessarily fair, but I've definitely seen that inference out there. They beat Illinois without him. They beat Kentucky without him. They didn't do that. It does make them a deeper team. I mean, obviously, the more good players you have, your odds for winning can go up. It's it's just science. Um, So, I mean, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure it makes them a little bit better, but I see what Gabe's saying about kind of the chemistry of a team and how somebody who's used to being the type of player that Isaiah Mosley is, the type of player that Michael Porter Jr. is, was, whatever you want to say. I mean, it does throw a wrench in chemistry, a million percent. And let's be real clear here, and I don't mean any disrespect to Isaiah Mosley by saying this, he is not Michael Porter Jr. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, 99.8% of the basketball players walking the earth are not Michael Porter G. Right, right. First, you know. Uh, But just people that shoot, like guys that shoot a lot. Like Mosley, you know, he spent his time at Missouri State scoring a lot of points. (laughs) This is what he did. Uh, He's not a Nick Honor type player where he's, uh, it's all about assists. He was a point scorer. I I also feel like, and like we've fallen into this trap here for the last 20 minutes this sucks, and they lost the last game. Of, this team won at Tennessee eight days, nine days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're still in the NCAA tournament. Like, if 
it, it, now it will be disappointing if they miss the tournament. No question. Um, it's okay to be disappointed. But on October 1st, had I told you Missouri can be 19 and 8, they're going to be 7 and 7, they're going to have four games left against teams below them in the SEC standing. And if they win those four games, they're probably in the top four in the league and they're definitely in the NCAA tournament, probably favored to win a game. Like every single Missouri fan out there would have said, fast forward to February 20th and give me that. I, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, and that's where we are. They'd say extend and escapes, is what they said. <laughs> no, he already has a contract. Now, nine him. days ago, we were trying to get this dude a Brinks truck into his driveway for a light. Yeah. It is kind of crazy how fickle, um, not necessarily, I, I, not just Missouri fans, but just like the, the, whole, the whole college basketball scape is just so fickle of just like, what have you done for me 15 minutes ago? Um, and if you haven't won a game in 15 minutes, you're dead to me. And it's interesting. Did you guys see what Auburn did after blowing Missouri? They lost to Vanderbilt. You know, I mean, it's this is the sport. Outside of 12 teams, everybody go lose 8, 9, 10 times. That's the best thing about March Madness, though. Is that you just never know what's going to happen. That's why March Madness is the greatest tournament there is. Because there's endless opportunity. And with those, like you were saying, those final four games that we have, we hold our own fate. Like, we mm-hmm. we control it. Yep. All we have to do is win. They, and they, <laughs> look, they have a tiebreaker over Tennessee, yep. a tiebreaker over Kentucky, which also then gives them a lot of advantages in like multi-team tiebreakers because if you're tied with three or four teams a lot of times it'll get down to okay what was your record against the first place team then the second place team then well Missouri has beaten the teams that are third fourth and fifth right now you know so um if they go if they go four and0 I think there's a better than 50 50 chance they finish in the top four in this league You are listening to KC Sports Network, your home for the best coverage on your favorite local teams. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. That would be quite a first year for Dennis Gates. Um, 
I, I don't think that anybody would, would dispute that. It'd be a great year, especially putting kind of end up make his own roster as he went, right? It's like he came and he only had three guys on the roster, had to bring in a bunch of different guys. So I think that uh, that's huge. Uh, talking about those games, Mississippi State obviously on Tuesday, Georgia on Saturday, LSU next Wednesday, March the 1st, Old Miss on March the 4th. That is a Saturday to wrap up SEC play or just regular season play in general. Um, that'll be at Mizzou Arena at 2.30 on that, that time. But other Mizzou, uh, the Mississippi State game will be at Mizzou Arena as well at 6 p.m. Uh, so those are the games coming up here with the SEC tournament right around the corner. Seems like it's crazy that it feels that it's only it's already almost March um, when when you look at it and when this feels like this year started uh, like 35 minutes ago uh, when we started this podcast. This year started, um, but it, that's what it feels like. But looking at the bracketology, um, gotta go, gotta go there. My guy Joe, he's got him as uh, Missouri as an eight seed. I don't know if you've seen this game. The, he hasn't updated it since Friday morning. He hasn't. That's fair, but don't let me don't let that get in the way of what I'm about to say. Uh, okay, I'm has, gonna shoot it down as soon as you say. I know you are. Yeah, we know what you're gonna say. Missouri, the eight seed, playing number nine Duke. What a win that would be for the program, by the way. But if they do win that game, they would play number one Kansas. They're not gonna play Kansas in the NCAA tournament. They're just not. I mean, the committee is not gonna say Kansas. You're going to Des Moines. Here's your reward. In round two, you might get a team that's only five hours from campus and everybody that's ever gone to that school will show up to to try to get a ticket to that game. I mean, it's it's not what you do. If Missouri is an 8-9, they're going to either be in Purdue or Houston's. I'm assuming the other two one-seeds are Kansas and Alabama. Yeah. Also, you do not want to be in Purdue's bracket. No. Well, do would not. Zach Eady would do this a lie. I'm not sure you want to be in Houston's. <laughs> Realistically, if you're an 8 9 seed, there's almost no scenario where you're going, well, here's who I want in round two. No, you're going, I just want to get to round two. I think Purdue might actually be the absolute worst matchup Mizzou could ever face. Just totally. the way that team is built and everything. Oh, my gosh. Kobe, um, would, have, Kobe would have three fouls in the first five, seven minutes. Uh, I, no, I would start Mabor Majak in that game. Oh, yeah. Like, I would, would at least start him and just go, I don't know, man, as long as you can go. Yep. Uh, it'd be bad. But but look, the, the goal is, and I get it, you want to go as far as you can. But there's step one, get it. Step two, if you can win one, like this is a this is a huge year for this program. Yeah. If you could, if you could win an NCAA tournament game in his first year, because... There is nobody that realistically would have said that they thought that was happening on November first. No, that uh, I, I think even an eight seed would be a huge accomplishment. Uh, when you talk about when I when I said that this was the best mid major team in the SEC, um, I I didn't expect them to have an eight seed at that point. I don't I don't know if I expected them to make the tournament necessarily. Uh, speaking from a personal perspective, uh, I think. Even if we would have, we st- we talked about this on on the previous podcast. But if you would have started the season, you say, "Hey, they'd be an eight seed in the tournament." I think I would have been like, "Oh, wow, that's a pretty good year." I'm starting to think, barring a run in the SEC tournament, the best thing that could happen to Missouri is to somehow get a ten seed. Yeah, we won a ten or a seven. I would say I'd rather and, stay off that eight or nine line for sure. Yeah. I I also 
like our basketball guy wrote it talked to some of the bracketology guys last week and wrote an article about this, but it's a team that like opinions are all over the board because it just depends on what you look at. So I, and, and one of them said, one of the guys, I think it was Jerry Palm said, look, what you're trying to do is predict the actions of a 12th person committee. And, and we can't do that. So we're just looking at information. This is what we value, but we don't know what they value. So like maybe this is all dumb and peop- and these guys, the committee's going to look at it and go, look how many teams Missouri has beaten that are already in this field. And they haven't lost anybody bad. This is a sixth seed, right? So, or maybe they're going to look at it the way the net and Ken Palm seem to look at it and go, hey, this is a 10 seed. I mean, I mean, we have no idea. It's somewhere in that range. But I think to even try to guess right now is so hard because this team has just been so it's so usually the analytics I feel like you go well yeah I see why they're there I look at some of the metrics on Missouri and I say I don't get why they're there and Illinois here and Arkansas is here if it's because they only beat SEMO by six like that's dumb I then then the analytics don't make sense to me well, you see a lot of other teams that only be bad teams by not very many points. And so it it gets a little confusing on where it lies because part of me thinks that the name on the front of the jersey matters a little bit more than... Actually, I think I do. I do kind of know why it is, too. And somebody posted this on our message board. Um, out of 76, like, high major teams, Missouri has the 71st defense and the five teams below them are all going to lose 20 games. Yeah. So I think they're looking at it and going, okay, they're great. They're a great half team, but they're so bad on this other side that like it even it, it doesn't just average out, you know, it leans more toward they're so bad on this side of the ball that that the metrics penalize them for it and mm-hmm. honestly, I think that's kind of fair cuz I think they're pretty bad on defense <laughs> is not good. Not good. Um yeah. Hopefully we can see some good defense down the stretch here with these four games remaining. Uh any final thoughts, Gabe, before we wrap this thing up? Um, I think uh I just saw that the Oakland A's have signed Sam Horn as an unrestricted free agent. <laughs> so it's been fun, Sam. Appreciate you being here. Uh it was a, it was a great night at a Globe Life Field. Well they needed Maggie. I just in case uh, that they did. Just in case. Not a color That was a joke. That was their thing. Uh, <laughs> they did not do that. <laughs> no, I don't have too much. Um, if you're in Columbia, try to go to the game tomorrow. Uh, home court advantage, as we know, plays a huge deal. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, they can get back in the win column and our other teams that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast will keep rolling. Absolutely. Uh, big seasons for the Missouri Athletics coming up and wrapping up all at the same time. But that's going to do it for uh, this week's episode of Mizzou That's Who. Shout out to Charlie Hustle. I got my new Monarch shirt on. I, I teased it last week. This is the uh, new one with all of the titles around it. They won a lot, guys. They won a lot. They won a lot of titles. Um, very cool. Make sure to go check those out if you are into If you haven't been to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, go to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum first and then buy um, some of the, the new line. They don't. They have more than just Monarchs, too. They got, I think, the Grays. They've got uh, all, a whole Negro League line out there. So go check it out. 
Uh, that's going to do it for uh, this week's episode. We'll be back next week after a couple of basketball games to talk a little bit more, and I'm sure that there'll be more stuff for us to talk about. Football's got to make new- news at some point. We, we're getting they're being too quiet. Practice quiet. Spring practice starts next Tuesday. So there we go. We will have we'll preview we'll preview position by position breakdown on next week's episode. Um, <laughs> Gabe, Gabe and Tucker will be doing that for you. <laughs> Just me. I'll, I'll be Just napping. No, I'll be napping. I will. You guys will be asleep on the screen as I am just talking about the fourth string offensive tackles. Um, so uh, I'm sure you guys will be excited for that. Make sure to follow the podcast uh, so you don't miss an episode and subscribe to us on YouTube at KCSNU. Appreciate you listening all the way in. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.